Our own Stephanie Fu has Sarah's story. Aphrodite was a blonde. The ideal woman was, in the summer of '76, tanned with gleaming white teeth and flipped-out hair. She was an angel. The Farrah Fawcett picture in the red bathing suit was the poster that all the boys had. She was the female icon. I would study that poster of her. I knew that this was a female and that I wasn't that. Nobody could mistake Sarah for a goddess. She was 16 and she was still flat-chested. No hips, no butt, no period. I would stuff athletic socks in a bra that was too big for me. And then one day in basketball practice, on the other end of the court, I saw a sock. The girls saw it. They called me Tank. The next day, one of the girls said, Susie, have you got a tissue? Tank, do you have a tissue? No, I don't have any tissues. Check your bra tank. Horrified. 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 But that wasn't the end of it. Things got worse as Sarah got taller and taller, six foot three, and fitting in became impossible. I looked more like I belonged on the defensive line of the high school football team. When she was 16, Sarah's parents finally became concerned about her lack of development, and they took her to see some doctors. They said that I'm genetically female. But Sarah had gonadal dysgenesis. Instead of ovaries, she had gonadal streaks, lumps of undeveloped tissue inside her that would become cancerous. They scheduled a surgery to remove the lumps and to see whether she had female sexual organs or whether they'd have to construct them within her. I was so ashamed that something about my gender and my genitalia was wrong. The last thing she hoped when they put her to sleep was that she would wake up normal. And the first thing my mom whispered into my ear was, you're a girl and you don't have to have any more surgeries. And her father came up and told her, you're all girl, you're 100% girl. She went on estrogen and developed breasts, but her body never looked quite like the other girls. She realized that she would never be a regular woman. And she was afraid that because of that, nobody would ever love her. I felt like that was God saying, you thought maybe you could escape and actually have a life and have children and be normal? No way, honey. I will squash you like a bug anytime you think you're going to have any happiness. But then came David. I very briefly was singing with a band, and David was friends with some of the bandmates. I was singing me and Bobby McGee, Janis Joplin, and there weren't enough microphones, and I offered to share my microphone with this cute guy. He put his hand around my hip, I put my hand around his hip, and we swayed to the music, and David and I just talked and talked. It didn't matter what he was saying, I thought he was hot. At first, Sarah couldn't believe he was really into her. And I kept wondering, he doesn't seem to notice that I'm big, he doesn't seem to notice that I'm overweight, he just seems to really like me. He is either so highly evolved that he's not seeing the imperfections of the packaging, or he's a liar. And so we're in Sausalito, and we're hugging and kissing in the street, and some construction workers yell, get a room, fellas. I was mortified, because I thought now David's going to really notice how different I look, and... He just turned and laughed and said, You think she's a guy? You're idiots. 
David made Sarah feel like a woman. Well, a loud, brash, unladylike interpretation of a woman. Anyway, he made her feel like herself. And so, two years later, she's the one who proposed. I had a pendant made that had "Will you marry me, David?" written on one side. I got down on one knee in the hot tub and gave him the necklace, and he just said yes, of course. Sarah and David found a priest, drove to Santa Cruz, and on a grassy knoll by the sea, they eloped, and they lived in wedded bliss for almost two decades. Last year, 19 years into their marriage, Sarah happened to be surfing the web. She'd always accepted the doctor's diagnosis, but she was curious and decided to Google her condition. And that's when she discovered something called Swire syndrome. Remember when Sarah's father told her that she was a hundred percent girl? Well, he wasn't telling a hundred percent of the truth. Though Sarah's body is physically female, she has XY chromosomes. I'm like a bug. Male chromosomes. After they diagnosed her, the doctors approached her father and said, "If you want, we can make her a three-inch penis." Obviously, he turned them down, but nobody ever asked Sarah. Here I am, genetically male, and I had never thought until last year. I had never even considered the idea that I hadn't been told the complete truth. I thought I knew it all, my whole story. This explained everything. The reason why Sarah never felt like a woman is that she never was one. She wasn't a female with tomboyish traits. She is genetically male with female traits. I identify as an intersex human being. I live in this middle ground, and this middle ground ain't a bad place to be. This new person is still Sarah. She was happy with the person she'd cultivated over the past twenty years. Sarah could never have been an angel, but Hermaphroditus was a god. But how would David react to Sarah's new identity? What would you do if your wife of twenty years came out to you as genetically male? My wife is named Sarah. She's tall, strong, beautiful. She's got breasts. She's got genitalia. She's female, and that's just the way I treat it. It's that simple for me. And it, when it last, when all this came up last year, my take on it was, okay, so now you know a little more details than you did before, but it doesn't change who you are. It couldn't. Easy boy when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Good enough for me and Bobby McGee. If I had been an emotionally capable 17-year-old, I might have opted to go the male direction. I think I might have opted to keep my genitalia just as it is now, take testosterone. Have a beard, and someone out there will love me. And I think David would have. If I would have too. If David had come along in 1988 and found that Sarah living as Sam, David would have fallen in love with that person. Do you really think that? You know, I'd like to think so, and I, I got to tell you, ain't nobody ever gonna know. Sarah and David just renewed their vows on the same knoll in Santa Cruz where they eloped 20 years ago. This time, their friends and family were there to witness the vows. 
You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.